0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times, and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. So good. Hey, welcome, everyone. Uh, great to have you this morning. Um, today is a great morning, uh, a couple of reasons why. One is because I'm not wearing the same shirt as four other men. Um, if you were here last week, you'll get that joke, um, we got pranked by our wives and you know the whole, I don't know if you've seen it online before. Anyway, if you really want to see that and no one does, you can look at our church's social media and that'll, that'll be there. But the other reason it's great is because I had to wear the same shirt as four other men last week. It meant that I ironed. This shirt last Saturday night, and it meant I didn't have to iron last night. So good, winning, winning. No one, yeah, thanks. Okay, a couple of people clapped that. No, no one, no one likes ironing, do they? Um, but you know, this morning, right at right at the start of the message, I want you to have a think. Like, what could you be thankful for? Right, right at the start of today. Right at the start. Well, it, it, could be the, it could be the smallest thing. It doesn't have to be big. Uh, maybe you're thankful. You're like, you know what? I didn't iron my shirt this morning, and I'm thankful. This is great. No one has noticed, and, and it's awesome. Perhaps you had uh, a great coffee already this morning. Maybe, maybe your small children all slept in, and you're just like, it is a great day. Perhaps your teenagers didn't sleep, in, and you didn't have to peel them out of the bed, and you're like, today is a great day. Uh, maybe, maybe you woke up, and it wasn't Monday, and you're like, praise the Lord. It's Sunday. No, You know those ones when you wake up and you're still half groggy and you're like, what day is it? Please be the weekend. Yes, it's still the weekend if you don't work on the weekend. You know, or perhaps maybe, maybe in, that, in that time of worship again, you, you're reminded, that's, that's right, all the earth will shout the praises of God, the, 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 that, that God is, is here and he, and he cares about me and, and He's powerful and He's, he, he's amazing. Or maybe, maybe this is your first time in church and you're like, I don't really know what's going on here, but there's just something in this place it feels a little bit different than what the rest of my week maybe feels like. Whatever it might be for you, you know, thankfulness is such a, a, a powerful attitude uh, that, that that comes from God. And so I, I want to read this scripture to you. This is in the book of Psalms, which is basically like the Old Testament. It's the first two-thirds of the Bible. Um, it's like the prayer song book. And it's sort of, it's, it's funny, it's a little bit of like a wrap up of what we've already done today. So, so let me read this. It'll be on the screen behind me or you can look up in your um, Bible app or, um, you know, physical Bible. This is Psalm 95, one to six. It says, Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with singing. Sorry, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are also, sorry, are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Such a a powerful psalm. In fact, that's what we've been doing through prayer and through worship and through song this morning already. And and what I want to do today is I want to zero in a little bit on that verse 2, which says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. You see, today, as Rachel already mentioned, we begin a new four-week series. It's called The Heart of Worship. And it's all about encountering God every day, wherever we are, every day, everywhere. And we're going to explore what, what worship is. Well, you know, why, why, why do we sing? And, and, you know, when we're, when we're in church together, why, why do we do that? What's the Purpose of worship? Why do we lift our hands? Is that like a Pentecostal culture thing, or is that in the Bible? Or like, what's the you know what's the what's the go with that? What what has God called us to, and and how can we continue to cultivate this heart of worship in our own lives? And before we dive fully into the message, can I I'd love to just give a a quick word maybe to those who have been around for a bit, uh, been in church for a while. You know, often we hear a topic like this. And, and straight away, our minds can go, ah, okay, yep, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, okay, this is, for the, this is for the newer people. I get it. Yeah, good foundational teaching. Thanks, Marty. Yeah, we need that. Thank you. That's great. I, I, I get it. But can I, can I just give you a, a loving little, like, jab in the ribs for a second? It's a loving jab in the ribs, I promise. And, and, and can I just ask, here's, here's the challenge, is we may have heard this before, but how do we live that out each day? You see, is, is your time with God filled with worship and praise to Him? Do you, do you step into this auditorium on a Sunday and with a sense of, you know, what? I'm just so full of, the spirit of God. I'm full of praise. I'm I'm ready to partner with the team up here. As you know, Alana and um, and Neve and Ruth are seeing, Zayd and Ben and um, and Luke are playing. Like I'm I'm ready. I'm with them. Let's let's lift the roof off this place. Let's let's bring a sound of praise. Is that is is that out, is that your heart? Obviously, we're not perfect and we don't always get there. But the the challenge is this: is we may hear a lot of things and but we need to put them into practice. Jesus said it like this as he wrapped up the Sermon on the Mount. He said, those who hear these words of mine and do them will be the person that builds their house on the rock. And so, and so that ends my little jab to those that have been Christians for a while. Um, but, but, but let's jump back in. Psalm 95 verse 2 says, let us come into his presence. You, you might be thinking, well, what, this, what does this mean? You might hear someone say in a time of worship, oh, we thank you, God, for, for, your, for, your, for your presence. We, we thank you that your presence is here. And when we talk about God's presence, it can maybe seem confusing sometimes. Because on one hand, God is everywhere. On the other hand, he is in us. But then there seems like there's this special way to experience God's presence. What What is... What is that all about? That's what I want to talk about today. What what is that all about? You see, the first thing to understand is God is what we call omnipresent. That's really just a fancy word that means that God is everywhere, all at the same time. God is not confined to time or to space. So God's presence is everywhere. The Bible says like this, this is Jeremiah 23, 24. It says, can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. What about This is Psalm 139, verse 7 to 8. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which means the grave, you are there. You see, so as Christ followers, we believe that the earth is constantly filled with the presence of God. God God's omnipresent. He's is everywhere all at the same time. You cannot run from God. Wherever you go, it's what the psalm just said, He's there. Maybe you're here and you've tried running from God, and you may be able to do your own thing and may be able to switch off an awareness of God, but but here's news for you. Wherever you go, wherever you run to, God's there already because He is everywhere. We cannot run from God. I, I remember talking with a man in our um Elevation location in Sydney, he had grown up in India in a strict Hindu family. But I remember him telling me that from a young age, he just always had this sense somewhere. He couldn't really explain it, but he always had this sense of God. As he as he grew up, he immigrated to Australia and you know met some Christians and, and discovered Christ uh, for himself. He encountered God and he found Jesus. But but what is that? That's God's presence everywhere. That's his omnipresence, that God fills the earth. God's presence is everywhere. But not only is God's presence everywhere, God's presence is also in his people. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. You see, when we make a decision to accept and follow Jesus, his ways, his thoughts, his standards, we are filled with his spirit. We, we, we use terms maybe a little bit like, I've been, I've been born again, I, I, I've, been, I've been saved. We, we ask questions, and we'll ask this at the end of the service today, we will accept Jesus in your heart? When, when we're speaking about the heart, we're not talking about the muscle that pumps blood around your body. Uh, we're speaking about something else. Uh, author and theologian Dallas Willard says it like this He calls the heart that spiritual place within us, which outlook choices and actions come. And it has been formed by a world away from God. Now it must be transformed. You see, so God is God's presence, he's everywhere, so he's omnipresent. When we accept God, when we accept Jesus, uh, God's presence through Jesus and his spirit fills us. And so if God is all around us, if we're following Christ, if God is in us, then, then what is this, what is this um, special presence all about? Why would the writer of Psalms then say, let's come into his presence with thanksgiving? Or, or why would Jesus say this in Matthew 18, verse 20? For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. You see, God's presence is, is manifested in a special way when we gather together as a church when we worship him. That, that word manifest or manifested simply means to make evident or certain by showing or displaying. God's presence shows up when we lift him up in worship. And it's not about the song that we sing, it's actually about our heart attitude. You know the song is actually not worship. The song is a vehicle that we use to worship God. What 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 a worship song does, what we just did before, is it gives us a way to express what is going on on the inside of our lives. It gives us a way to communicate our, our thoughts, our feelings, our meditations about who God is. That's, that's what the worship song does. It gives us a language. It's the same principle as at the end of the service every week, we give a call for someone to make a decision for Christ. And at the end of that call, if you've been here before, you know this, we'll do it every week. At, at the end of it, we say a prayer. And why do we say a prayer? We, we say a prayer because it helps to communicate what has happened on the inside. And so, myself or whoever's doing the whoever's doing the call to Christ, will, will say, "Would you repeat after me?" You know, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus. You know, we'll do that. We'll do that at the end again today. But but what does it do? It, are those like magical words? You have to go to like special, you know, pastor-preacher training school to be like, you know, make sure you get the words right, otherwise it won't work. No, no, it's not like some magical incant- incantation or anything like that. All it is is it's just giving a language to what's going on on the inside. And that's exactly what a worship song <laughs> Does that—that's what it does. It communicates and expresses what has taken place in our heart. That—that—that executive center that draws together and organizes our life as a whole. So, with all that said, God's presence is manifested when we worship Him together. That's why we start the service with a song. It's not a warm up for the latecomers. It's not karaoke to get some, get some good, by the way, I don't know if you're late because a previous pastor of mine always taught me, he's like, when you're on the front row and you're the pastor, just look straight. He's like, never look around, wait till you get up there. You don't want to know what's going on back there. Just like straight, just straight there, worship leader. Yes, Neve, I'm in there. Yes, Kate, I'm there. Yes, Lisa, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, right? So it's not a warm up for the latecomers. It's not karaoke to get some, you know, good vibes happening or, or, or anything like that. What, what, it, what it is, is it's joining us together in Christ. It's not, it's not a warm-up for the preacher. It's not like a, you know, like WWF, like intro music, you know, we're going to do like Eye of the Tiger, like Rocky theme, like, right, let's get ready, let's get, let's get ready before we get the real thing happening. No, no, no. What, what it is, is it, it draws us together. It's been said that music is a universal language. And when we worship together in unity with our hearts and minds engaged, it draws this this manifest. Remember I said that that means to make evident or display something that's already there. It it makes evident the presence of God that's around us already and that's within us already. When When we lift him up in worship together in spirit and truth, The presence of God is made evident and made certain it's displayed. And and so today for the rest of the message, what I want to do is I want to speak about some principles that we can put in place so that each time we worship, both together here on a Sunday and in our own personal time, we can not just sing songs or not just listen to music, but like that psalm that I read at the start says we can come into his presence. Because we all know that we can be around someone but there's a difference when there's focus and attention. As a, as a married couple, Rachel and I can be around each other, um, and so we're in each other's presence, but we can be you know, busy doing things, maybe you know, cleaning, cooking, sorting out kids' things, maybe on our phones, hello. You know, like we can be in the same room together. We're in close proximity to each other, but still a 1,000 miles apart. But if there's focused attention... If there's communication, it says listening, if there's having a coffee together, it says talking, if there's going for a romantic walk on the beach, sharing our hearts with each other, is it getting awkward yet? You know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, when there's that, there there's something different about the presence we have with each other. And that's the same when we worship God. We can we can come in and we're like, oh man did forgot to check the barista roster today. I wonder who's making coffee today that may decide about whether I buy one or not. No, no one, no one said that ever here. You know, like what's oh, oh yeah, I skipped breakfast. What am I gonna have for lunch? Oh, what's this song again? Oh, yeah, oh, okay, oh, we're lifting our hands down. You know, we can be like that and we can be around Jesus or around the things of him, but we're not actually engaging in God's presence. Right? Totally different. Experience. Yet in both instances, where we're physically or we're in proximity together. And so our mission statement as elevation starts with creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ. We don't just want proximity to Jesus. I, I went to church and sang a song about God. Our goal is that we would inspire in all of us an intimate and close relationship with God. That's another way of saying we come into his presence. And so I've touched on this uh, a few times before because everyone remembers all the messages I say all the time and takes copious amounts of notes, I know. But I'm going to use this acronym again. Uh, it's ETA. Obviously, it stands for Estimated Time of Arrival. Um, but, but I'm going to give you the headings up front then I'm going to break it down. How, how do we come into God's presence when we worship God, whether we're here on a Sunday or in our own personal time? It takes three things, I believe. Expectation, time. And atmosphere. Expectation, time, and atmosphere. Expectation. One of my favorite preachers, John Tyson, an Australian building an amazing church in New York, has this great saying when people are wanting or believing for this great move of God, they want to see revival, he has this great statement. He just says this God comes where he's wanted. God comes where he's wanted. Very simple. And then you think about it a few times, you're like, dang, that's right. God comes where he's wanted, where, where people seek and hunger after his presence. I call that expectation. When we worship God, what are we expecting the outcome to be? Are we expecting to experience the very presence of God Almighty? As we walked in here this morning, especially if you're you know, a mature follower of Christ, a regular here, what were you expecting this morning? Were, were, you, were you expecting that, hey, you know what, I'm going to meet with the living God, you know, it doesn't matter what happens up here. My heart's ready. I'm good to go. Let's worship God. Let's lift him up. I know I've had a crazy week. I know things haven't gone the way I thought I, I thought they would go. But you know what? I'm going to lift God up. That is expectation. That is, I'm coming hungry, ready to worship God. You see, expectation says that my, my week may have been tough or great or somewhere in between. But no matter what, during this time of worship, my focus and attention is going to be on God, not the distractions of the past or the worries about the future. You know, Jesus actually says, don't worry about tomorrow. He says, instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all that other stuff will get sorted anyway. You see, to enter the presence of God requires expectation. Now, sometimes, let me just say a little caveat here. Sometimes, very occasionally, God breaks through our distraction, and he's just like, I don't care that you're not, you know, focused on me. I'm just going to slap you, and I'm here. I'm ready. Who's had an experience like that before? I know, I know I've had. God's just like, you know what? Um, he's very patient, right? And he's faithful, but he's like, I've just had it with you. All right, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's go. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing your attention, but 99% of the time, he's there waiting. He's there waiting, Bible says this in James chapter four, verse six to eight. But he gives more grace, therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You see, coming with expectation, like the Bible says there, is coming with humility. It's saying, God, I'm going to lay down my desires, my wants, my needs. And more than anything, I'm here to worship you. More than anything that's going on, I'm laying all that, because that's what humility is. It's saying, okay, I can't control that. That's not my deal. God, what I'm doing is I'm laying it down before you, and I'm ready to focus on you. I'm ready to bring my attention to you. So that's the expectation. The T, like I said, is for Time. Time, it sounds very basic, but to enter God's presence, it's going to cost us perhaps the greatest currency of society today. It's going to cost us our time. A couple of weeks ago, I, had a, um, I was here working in the office, and I had a, um, a meeting to go to in Greenfields, and it was starting soon, but I was also hungry, so I'm like, perfect opportunity. So got in the car, went to go to Greenfields, had to go via Jack's Bakery and, um, and, and buy a sausage roll, feel bad for Jack's Bakery because, you know, Farmer Jack's is closing down, low foot traffic, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, support local. They didn't pay me for that. I still had to pay for my sausage roll, right? So, so I got a sausage roll and I'm driving to Greenfields and I was thinking, man, this sausage roll tastes great. I'm like, actually, I haven't had one from here before. This is, this is amazing. And then as I'm eating it, I'm thinking, I feel like I would enjoy this more if I wasn't stuffing it in my face, um, trying to eat it before this meeting, also worried about that red light speed camera on the other side of the bridge and going, was I going, seven? I'm pretty sure I was under 70. Um, you know, you know, and so I remember thinking thinking that like, this would be so much better if I wasn't in such a rush. I, I know what you're thinking, tough, tough, tough life, right? In fact, on this Thursday, I was finishing this message and... Um, You know, I always want to preach with authenticity. And I'm like, you know what? You know what I need to do? Because, you know, the church really needs an authentic preacher. You know what I'm going to do? It's about lunchtime. I'm going to go to Jack's Bakery again. And this time, this is true. You think I'm making this up? No, no, authentic. No. I'm like, I'm going to buy another sausage roll. And this time... I'm not going to touch it in the car. I'm going to drive back here. Everyone knows Thursday, stunning day, sunny, right? I'm like, I got myself a little chair. I went out on the grass there. I got my Jack's Bakery sausage roll. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm right. This tastes so much better when I'm, not, when I'm not rushing around. And I'm not worried about leaving sausage roll flakes in the car that Rachel will see later and be like, oh, what's? No, no, I didn't buy any lunch. What are you talking about? You know, and, and, and just because I know you really wanted me to test that, hard pass Message prep is really hard. Let me just tell you. It's so anyway. Um, but did all that. I know, I know we know this. But you know what? It was so much better. Why? Because I took my time unbelievably better. Let's not be a people that are running around, living our lives, trying to stuff some worship into a little gap in our day. You know, driving the green fields, trying not to spill the the pastry flakes. You know, let, now, obviously, you can worship God while driving. Can we multitask? Yes. Can we make the best use of our time and worship God and be aware of His presence and, you know, vacuum the house with AirPods in, listen to worship, or, you know, mow the lawn with um, whatever the fancy, you know, with beats or whatever, you know, I'm sorry, I forgot to research that with my teenage kids, you know, whatever teenagers wear these days, you know, can, can, can I mow the lawn with that and be encountering God? Yes, absolutely. But, but here's the challenge, to really develop an intimate relationship with Jesus, to come into his manifest presence, it's going to cost us some time. It's going to cost us some time. We, we, we do that for you on Sunday. At the close of the message... Uh, we're we're going to worship again. We've got, we got a new song. I'll explain it to you in a, in, in, a, in a couple of minutes because we can't preach on worship and say, hey, high five, everyone, go home. We're, we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God again. And I really feel this is going to stir your heart and declare the greatness of God over your life, your family, over your circumstances. But it takes some time. It takes time. And guess what? You, you've already taken the, you've taken the time to be here. Today and that and that sets you up to encounter God's presence. The last one, the A, is atmosphere. Maybe uh, maybe the whole band can come and join me. It would be great. Um, ben can start bringing the spirit with some spirit key fingers. Would be amazing. But you know, not to labor the point too much. But um, like, why was my sausage roll this week so much better than a few weeks ago? Why? Because I was sitting on the sun. In the grass, so much nicer than in the car rushing. You know, you know, atmosphere. Atmosphere matters. Atmosphere matters. It's it's why we it's why we dim the lights. So we add stage lights. It's why we paint most of the room black. Why? We're, we're trying to limit distractions. We're trying to bring a focus on God. Bring bring a unity together to the front, not to people. But, to, but so people can lead us and say, this is where we're going, but ultimately to eliminate distractions and to bring focus to God. Why, why does the, speaking, speaking about just Sunday specifically, why does the worship team rehearse every week? Atmosphere. It takes time. You gotta, you gotta practice to create the right atmosphere. Why do we spend money to upgrade sound or why do we have graphics behind the words? Why are we you know, specific about you know, most of the time using the same fonts on the screen, you know, all those little things, why? Atmosphere creates an environment. It adds to experiencing God's presence. That's that's here. That's a Sunday. But what about your personal life? What is it that sets up worship in God's presence for you? Is it nature? It can be for many. You know, walk by the beach, walk in the bush, is it is it music? Phew, I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big music guy. I can be doing most things, but if there's music going, that can help me be somewhere else. In fact, I, I remember even the um a couple of months ago, um, Zade had sent through uh, it was like Hillsong Team Night album. They do a version of Secret Place into the bridge of goodness of God, and I was uh, vacuuming. Uh, AirPods in, and I'm, I'm like, honestly, I'm like nearly in tears. I'm like, oh man, thank you, God, for your presence. Then the worship leader says, "Walk it up," and the bass changes, and you're like, oh yes, it's amazing. So so good. What 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 is it for you that creates that atmosphere of worship? You you, you might not know. Maybe it's your first time in church. Can't encourage you. Jump on Spotify, or whatever you know. Thing YouTube used to for music, search worship, search Elevation Worship, you'll probably see a guy from America who's a lot mustier than me But great worship. We use a bunch of Elevation US stuff here. Search Hillsong Worship, search Bethel, to search whatever, and, and, and start to build atmosphere of worship around your life. And so, like I said, we're going to finish this message with worship. Remember ETA Expectation, time, atmosphere. Like I said, we're doing our best to create atmosphere. You've already chosen the time, so I encourage you don't duck out in this song now. You've chosen the time. Stay here, stay stay ready, stay hungry. But expectation, that's our choice right now. That's, That's our choice right now, expectation. Expectation. So let me... Let me help you. We're we're seeing a new song called More Than Able. Maybe we can flick those lyrics up on the screen. It's a fairly simple song, but it's also a story. And it starts off in this place of, which I'm sure we've all been at some point in our lives where we've we've forgotten about the power of God. It starts like this. It says, when did I start to forget all of the great things you did? When did I throw away faith for the impossible? Then it says, how did I start to believe that you weren't sufficient for me? Why do I talk myself out of seeing miracles? So it starts with this story. starts this place of being somewhere where you're like, oh, I know of God, but suddenly I'm doubting who He is and His power. And the chorus is very simple. It says this, it says, you are more than able. You are more than than able. The second verse, because the, there's, there's been a change, starts with this. It says, now that I see all that I have, I've got my confidence back. I put my trust in the one who still does miracles. You do miracles. Then once again, it goes back in the chorus and it declares again. No, no, God, you are more than able. You are more than able. I'm going to lift you up in worship. I'm going to declare the power and the presence of God. You are more than able, God uh, God God uses, and then then I, then I love how it speaks of the the gathering together in the bridge. It speaks of the gathering together of faith and expectation and how God uses that environment and uses each one of us to manifest his presence. And the bridge says this: can you imagine with all the faith in the room, what the Lord can do? what the Lord can do? it's going to happen. just let the waymaker through, he's going to move, he's going to move. So across this place, I'd love you to stand. We're going we're to worship God in a moment. I'm going to come back after that, and it's going to be believing some people that accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior.